This is episode number 646 with Zach Weinberg on how to extract commercial value from ChatGPT today. For today's episode, my longtime friend Zach Weinberg, a brewer and owner of a homebrew supply store, joins me to provide ideas and actionable guidance on how anyone, whether you have a technical background or not, can this very day extract tons of commercial value from the ChatGPT interface that has taken the world by storm in recent months. Let's jump right into our conversation. Zach Weinberg, welcome to the Super Data Science Podcast. What a treat to have you here, man. Where in the world are you calling in from? John, pleasure to be here. Um, I'm here at my shop in Toronto, Ontario at my homebrew supply store. Nice. Ontario, that's some kind of Canada thing? <laughs> yeah, it's a country in Canada. <laughs> um, so we've known each other for 20 years. We just did the math. So we'd met in 2003 in my first year chemistry lab. My second year chemistry lab. <laughs> um, and... Uh, we got talking recently about ChatGPT. You are frequently sending me messages about the latest and greatest things in AI as a kind of citizen user of these tools. Which in 2022, there were these explode, there were these explosions of these different kinds of tools in different kinds of modalities. So you're sending me lots of fun examples of uh, images that you'd created with Dolly 2, for example. And more recently, you'd been sending me incredible conversations that you've been having with chat GPT. And recently, we're in person having a conversation. And not only were you sharing with me very funny chat GPT episodes, which we'll get to later in the show. But you also were talking about practical commercial ways that you were using this tool. And so for background for our listeners, the reason why I thought that this would be a really interesting podcast episode, we often have guests come on the show who are expert data scientists, and they've come up with a new way of developing a model. They can do some new thing or applying some model in some new way. Not Zach, today. Not today. <laughs> so Zach is, uh, I don't, have you ever written a line of code? Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I used to make my own websites on angel fire and GeoCities, and, oh, there you go. Uh, I, I know like basic HTML. I did like touring in high school and no, uh, I, I know some basic stuff. I know some stuff, but uh, I, I am grateful and humbled to be here as probably the least uh, qualified <laughs> person to ever appear. On the podcast. So thank you um, for having me. Well, that's perfect because that's kind of the point of having you here. <laughs> I'm Joe Sixpack. I'm, I'm like your average Joe Sixpack, and I'm here to share what uh, the average guy, what has been uh, disseminated down to me from uh, the, the great gods of AI and ChatGPT, what I know now. You're also, you're selling yourself a little bit short at least because you do run a big business that is mostly digital. You do have a physical store. So if people are watching the YouTube version of this episode, you can actually see a um, really beautiful setup that you created for filming today, Zach, um, uh, in uh, one of your homebrew supply stores, physical stores, but mostly your business is online. And so you spend a lot of time with digital websites um, and with digital advertising and that kind of thing. And so with the advent of the mind-blowing ChatGPT outputs late 2022, 
you had some ideas for how you could be driving real commercial value immediately with that tool. Do you want to tell us about some of those? Yeah, for sure. So um, like John said, my business is Toronto Brewing, torontobrewing.ca. If you're interested in home brewing, I am your guy. <laughs> and if you're in America, we've got floridabrewing.com. Um, all right, all right, all right. But, but it's it's super interesting um, as an e-commerce store owner because there are so many things that I think are going to change quite quickly with ChatGPT. Um, and you're seeing things like customer service. If you had multiple people doing in-person uh, customer service, you're going to have chatbots and... Um, very intelligent conversation and customer service being able to be provided, um, you know, use all of my existing customer service chats in Gmail or in this program to uh, base your future customer service conversations on. Um, sure. And then you may eliminate many people from providing uh, in-person customer service. Um, things like our product descriptions, you always want to have features, benefits, you know, three features and three benefits. Now you can just right. ask GBT that. And that's and be- literally what you've already been doing, right? Like you've been doing that kind of thing. Um, was it was it you that was telling me about you had ideas like stretching back years of blog posts that you wanted to write? Yeah. So uh, I'm. you are great at creating content. I have many ideas, but I just didn't take the time. You know, what are five reasons why your beer tastes that or <laughs> what are five hops you need to know about what are five easy ways to do this what's the difference between brewing and glass or plastic um and now chat can just you know create five paragraphs or a twitter post or whatever format you want um a song in the voice of snoop dog <laughs> about hops right um, uh, so it's incredible yeah hops are one of the key ingredients in beer uh, for those of our listeners who aren't aware, uh, and very important for getting the flavor that you want. Uh, if you want to learn more about that, just ask your local ChatGPT browser <laughs> um, and make sure that you get it uh, sung to you by Snoop Dogg. So yeah, so perfect. So this is exactly what I wanted to accomplish with this episode, with this relatively short. It's not actually going to be just five minutes on this Five Minute Friday. <laughs> um, I think whenever we bring in, bring in a guest, like this on a Friday and ends up being a bit longer than five minutes. Um, but this was exactly what I wanted to accomplish was to be able to show to our listeners, uh, whether you're technical or not, there are things that you can be doing to generate content with ChatGPT out of the box today that can be creating real commercial value for you. And you can be doing that, yeah, without having to write a line of code, without um, you know necessarily any experience as a data scientist or any kind of relevant occupation like that. So already kind of mission accomplished (laughs) in terms of the episode, but I also uh, thought this would be a great opportunity to just share some fun examples um, beyond just commercially viable ones. So we already did an episode, episode number 638 of this podcast was written by ChatGPT. And I tell you that at the onset of the episode, maybe someday in the future, I'll be doing it and you won't even know. It hasn't happened yet. (laughs) But uh, episode number 638 was a year-end holiday greeting. I asked ChatGPT to create it. I gave it the parameters. I said, your name is John Crone. You host a podcast called Super Data Science. Write a year-end holiday greeting. And it did it perfectly. First shot, just copied and pasted it into a script and I read it on air. It's incredible. Um, yeah. 
And uh, so, Zach, do you have some some uh, funny ChatGPT conversations that you had? I do. I do. Here's one that we shared the other night over a few beers. Um, <laughs> it, it's really incredible that um, I think this is really um, a turning point or, um, y- you know, really a uh, really a wild time in history that we're witnessing where AI is able to understand the nuances of comedy um, and combine mm-hmm. them with finance mm-hmm. or brewing um, mm-hmm. and produce multiple paragraphs or pages of completely coherent text. Mm-hmm. That's um, a minus work as some, as some university <laughs> professors say, like this is, it produced a minus work right away. Right. Um, and as we discussed at the beginning of the podcast, I was never really an a minus student in the <laughs> first place. So this is really incredible. Um, and to tangent, you guys often talk about on the podcast, um, artificial general intelligence. Mm-hmm. And will we get there? What do you think we're like a minus there, like 80% of the way there? How close um, do you think we are? So the best episode that we've had on that is episode number 565 with Jeremy Harris. I think it's about two hours long. It's one of my favorite conversations that I've had in my life. I actually, I can't remember if I mentioned this on air during the filming of that episode or not, but Jeremy and I talked for two hours before we started recording. Then we recorded a two hour long episode and then immediately went and talked for another two hours off air. So he's a fascinating guy and he is very concerned about AGI, artificial general intelligence, a algorithm that has the same learning capacity as an individual human. He is concerned about that happening in the coming years and it having very negative consequences for uh, mankind, potentially. There's potentially very big risks. So that's a great episode to listen to to get the kind of the general lay of the land there. This development of ChatGPT has made my relative skepticism about AGI happening. I I don't think it could happen in the coming years. Maybe it could happen in the coming decades. The big gap that we don't currently have any viable solutions for is that these systems don't have an appreciation for cause and effect. So they are only capable of correlation and they do amazing things with that but they are taking in a sequence of words as input a sequence of characters as inputs in the case of this chat gpt model the input is natural language characters and then that information flows through a a neural network a you know weights and biases model parameters and an output comes out the other end there's no There's no point within that process where there's the kind of cognition that humans do or that puppies do or infants do where they can take um, one example of something having had happened and make inferences, draw conclusions from that. Um, So there's this lack of cause and effect. that, that we deep neural networks as we've conceived of them today don't handle. And all of the big advancements in AI in the last decade or two have been as a result of these, yeah, these neural networks that are purely 
uh, one directional. Um, yeah, so there's there's hurdles to overcome, I think, towards having the kind of reasoning that humans have. But these machines, just as a calculator has for decades been able to do things that we can't, so too can ChatGPT. Okay, so it can't reason like a person, but <laughs> it can in seconds create a rap in the style of Snoop Dogg about hops and introduce the concepts of brewing to people. You know, there's not many people. <laughs> maybe Snoop Dogg can do that. And maybe a few other people on the planet. But we have this algorithm that can do that. And then you can say, okay, now do it in a screenplay in the style of Larry David. And it can do that too. And so it's capable of so, it has so much knowledge and so many different styles that it can imitate effectively an infinite amount when you you know when you think about different variations when you're like give me a Larry David style script with Snoop Dogg in it <laughs> yeah. you know there's no there's an infinite amount of, of variation there right um so um so i guess there's i'm i'm kind of i'm off on a big tangent here so one i think that there potentially are concerns that we need to have uh with AGI in our lifetimes Two, I don't think that the exact path that we're on now, which primarily just involves adding more model parameters, is going to give us intelligence that is exactly like ours. But the third big thing is that we will still end up creating models that are capable of incredible things, things that we can't do as humans. Like, we don't need to worry about why replicate exactly human intelligence. We can be having different kinds of capabilities, and that's exactly what we see with ChatGPT. For sure, for sure. And to go back to your reasoning thing, um, that it doesn't have necessarily reasoning or cause and effect. This chat thing does like it, it really, I, I asked it who would win in a fight, a llama or an emu. And it was like, you should not fight animals. First of all, <laughs> you should never fight animals, but the llama is substantially larger than an emu. <laughs> <laughs> But it, yeah, so it will also, there are lots of examples of um, it giving outputs that are nonsense when you ask it things like that. Uh, so it doesn't, uh, because it is just probabilities uh, of like, it's predicting what character would make sense next or what word would make sense next in a sequence based on what's already happened in the conversation. Um, there are lots of highly probable words that, um, that don't that don't make any sense uh and that sometimes it it outputs but it will output that very confidently so for example a listener at home based on the advice that we gave it in this episode could go to chat gpt and ask what's involved in brewing beer and it might very confidently give you an answer that has big inaccuracies and there's no way to know that as as the reader unless you are already a beer brewing expert yeah, I think it gets you like A minus work though. And I think we're, whether it's writing some Python or it's asking you to make a beer recipe or a blog, it gets you A minus work, which is close enough. So to go back with, to the artificial general intelligence thing, are we 80% of the way there? And if we are, isn't that close enough? Like, I, I think it's, it's already so close that we're able to to push it to do the things that we need that uh, I'm only like 75% self-aware, 
you know, so this is like 80%. This <laughs> well, is even better than Well, and then you just use the, the term self-aware, which is another thing that uh, I, I certainly don't think uh, machines have uh, any more than a calculator has. But um, to give you an example of how in some circumstances, it is giving much worse than A minus results. So Kenji, who was a guest on the show in episode number 555, um, brilliant data scientist and content creator, super popular on YouTube. I made a LinkedIn post just before recording this episode where I said, I'm filming a podcast episode that highlights the most mind-blowing chat GPT outputs of conversations. What are the coolest dialogues you've elicited or seen others elicit? And Kenji commented that he asked ChatGPT if a hot dog was a sandwich and it gave the wrong answer. And so that's like, that's much worse than A minus. What was the wrong answer that it was? <laughs> um, well, no, a hot dog is a sandwich. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So I guess it's more debatable than I thought <laughs> as to whether a hot dog is a sandwich or not. So maybe that is not a great example of it. Um, having low quality sub A minus work. Um, but back to specific examples. Uh, we've gone on off on a number of tangents after tangents after tangents. Uh, you were going to have, I think, a comedy uh, output that you'd had from ChatGPT that was particularly good. Absolutely. So I, I can pull it up here. One that we were laughing at the other night. We were talking about the global recession, as you do on a nice Saturday <laughs> night. And I had asked, can you please, I do ask chat, I do say please. I don't know if it's because I do, I'm I do Canadian. That too. Yeah. I always yeah. say It's please. a Canadian thing, I'm sure. <laughs> can you please create a short comedy sketch about the global recession in the style of Larry David? <laughs> sure. Here's a short comedy sketch about the global recession in the style of Larry David. Scene, a bustling city street. People are rushing to and fro. Larry, wearing a wrinkled suit and carrying a briefcase. Hey, did you hear about the global recession? <laughs> Cheryl, wearing a designer outfit and carrying a designer handbag. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's terrible. Larry, <laughs> terrible. I'm loving it. Cheryl, <laughs> really? How come? Because now I can finally afford to buy a house in Beverly Hills. Yeah, so it's uh, a... Uh, that blew my mind when you first read that to me. I hadn't been trying any comedy at that point. And it's that context. It's the it's Larry in the rain with a wrinkled suit. Giving this like it's a really subtle sense of how to uh, to have some poetry around the idea of describing a global recession uh, in a script. And so, yeah, that kind of nuance and the ability to nail comedy um has really really surprised me yeah I, I tried asking it um as i was leaving my girlfriend natasha she um hit me with a one-liner and so i quickly asked chat to come up with five <laughs> yo mama jokes and uh, it said it wouldn't let me come up with anything that would hurt someone's feelings or something along those lines i'm like oh, oh. zoot and then I left, burned. Um, a zoot is, <laughs> I don't know how offensive that is in French. Do we need to bleep that out? Um, as long as we don't mention any uh, parts of the church, uh, mm. which Quebec is very violent, uh, curse words. Mm. Um, yeah, so 
that that touches on the point that I know we've talked about separately and that is worth mentioning on air that there are guardrails that have been set up by OpenAI, the developers of ChatGPT, but it's a matter of months before organizations other than OpenAI are providing access to similar kinds of functionality where those guardrails aren't in place and where, yeah. Yeah, yeah one really cool thing um, along those lines of, you know, getting the nuance, if it can get the nuance of comedy and rap, it can understand biological processes and like biotransformation, things like that. So a while back, some people had used the process of fermentation, which we use for home brewing and brewing or making alcohol, which is you take carbohydrates in the form of simple sugars and convert them into carbon dioxide and alcohol. Um, and there are a number of other byproducts like esters and phenols and things like that. And one, I think, PhD group coaxed the process in yeast into producing THC as a byproduct. Uh-huh. So maybe maybe it can link up with uh, you know, a biotech company and you can say something like, can you use the process of fermentation as a basis to convert polyethylene plastics into perfectly harmless bio byproducts. Right. And so, yeah, I, I think at this time, I think it's somewhat constrained. Like it's, I, yeah, I, it's an interesting thing. What I was about to say is that it's creativity is somewhat constrained by like what already exists out there, but then kind of the Larry David and the rain thing seems the to suggest that, yeah, it's like, yeah, there's subtle context there. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so there are, yeah, very, uh, I guess, scary, going back to the AGI idea and Jeremy Harris in episode number 565, we don't need to have AGI, an algorithm that's capable of learning as broadly as human, to have very powerful AI tools that are wreaking havoc. <laughs> it's already here. Like it's, it's already, already yeah. close enough as I'm looking at it to, you know, fall into the wrong hands. You know, any Indiana Jones movie or any one of these movies, there is this all, you know, omniscient, omnipotent object that provided you with these powers and a mere mortal would, their, their brain would crumble under the, the pressure, their body would, you know, fall apart under the stress of this. And even just, you know, when you actually think about it, like you, you kind of stumble, you get paralyzed by the potential of it just because it's quite overwhelming to think what it's capable of um, even now. And it's really only limited to our imagination. Um, and how far could you go with it? How far could it go itself if you let it? Yeah. Um, I, I'm just Zach from Toronto Brewing. I'm just a home brewer. And, uh, you know, if I can think of things like this, what could someone who's actually studied in a field where this this is that thing that takes it to the next level you know mm -hmm. um it, it stops procrastination it gets you a minus work to the next level to the next level and um it'll it'll go both ways it'll be used for good and bad and hopefully we can use it for tremendous good like getting rid of plastic so let's convert plastic to alcohol something like that <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah. Uh, really great points. Uh, right. I don't have answers to all those questions. I think maybe nobody does. We don't know where these things are going. Um, I do know that today I don't have tips for people who want to do really nefarious things. <laughs> of course not. Of but course not. Uh, I will in the in the show notes for this episode, I will provide links to posts by my friends Allie Miller and Sadie St. Lawrence. Sadie's been on the show a whole bunch of times, including uh, for our uh, data science trends episode that kicked off the year number 641. And both Allie and Sadie have put together great posts summarizing more practical things that you can do with chat GPT right now. So I'll be sure to put those in the show notes. So similar to the kinds of examples that Zach was giving, you can be generating marketing copy, you can be generating blog posts. And uh, just don't do it nefariously if you heard about it on the show. Come on. <laughs> Scout's honor. Um, Another really cool example that I have here from uh, the social media post that I made asking about people with really cool examples. We have one here from Danny Richman. So this specifically, it was brought up by Julia McDonald. Uh, she posted it on my LinkedIn, as a, as a comment on LinkedIn to my uh, post asking for uh, tips for this episode. And she had this really cool it's GPT-3 powered in this case. So not chat GPT, but the chat GPT interface uh, relies on these GPT language models in the background. Um, and actually we have tons of GPT specific content for you from one of the first authors of the original uh, GPT-3 paper, that's Melanie Subaya. So she's in episode number 559 of this show uh, detailing the kinds of language models that are working in behind the chat GPT interface. Anyway, so this guy, Danny Richmond, he used uh, GPT-3 with his Gmail account to take very simple original text that he provides and convert that into something that's business appropriate. So he writes, Sally, I am starts work at yours Monday from Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that's the original text that goes in. And GPT-3 converts that to, dear Sally, I hope this email finds you well. I'm writing to let you know that I will be starting work with you on Monday. I am really looking forward to getting started. If you have any questions or need help with anything, please don't hesitate to get in touch. Best wishes, Dave. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, so that's amazing. That's a cool productivity thing there. Um, yeah, imagine it could go through your whole website, find any product description that doesn't have three features and three benefits, and it automatically proposes it, puts it in there. Um, any customer service email, no more grammatical errors. Right. Uh, it's, it's really incredible. Yeah. But potentially the risk of it at this time, I think you always want to be reviewing it before it goes out probably mm -hmm. because of this risk that we're seeing of it being very confidently introducing errors. Um, so yeah, so lots of fun stuff. Potentially it's going to destroy all of humankind, but for now you can create some great marketing copy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I'll be sure to include a link in the show notes to the LinkedIn and Twitter posts that I made, uh, asking for people's top, um, prompts and results that they'd seen with ChatGPT. There's lots of fun stuff in there, like Kramer on Seinfeld pitching a crypto exchange. Um, there's, um, somebody asked, um, ChatGPT to write a biblical verse in the style of the King James Bible explaining how to remove a peanut butter sandwich from a VCR. And it's yeah. hilarious. Uh, um, 
So yeah, that kind of thing. We've got an entire paper that was written by ChatGPT. Um, and, or sorry, an entire book that was essentially written by ChatGPT. So all those links, um, we'll be sure to include the post that has all of those uh, different examples in the show notes. And one thing that we haven't even touched on yet in this episode that is really relevant to our technical listeners out there, especially those listeners that are just getting started with a data science career or with a software development career, is that ChatGPT can write code. And it can do it in lots of different languages and can do it very well. So one final example that I have is Douglas McLean, who's a lead data scientist at Tesco Bank. He says that he used ChatGPT to write Python code to hedge the interest rate risk in a swap portfolio. Um, and then he asked it to do it all again in Spanish. So there's you know an enormous amount of potential beyond just generating natural language, but generating code as well. <laughs> Here, can I give a free idea to your listeners? <laughs> Absolutely. So, so in the homebrewing world, there is a national homebrewers competition every year and all of the winning homebrews, their recipes are published online. So there mm -hmm. is a database with all of the winning homebrew recipes from the past 10 years. You could get chat to write a script that uses this data to correlate with someone's existing pantry of ingredients to create mm. an award-winning recipe based off of all this database of the winningness recipes. And you can uh, charge people for it. Yeah, I really like how you phrase that as something for your listeners, but that sounds like a really great idea, particularly for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe I should do it, but um, I challenge someone to beat me to it and all the ideas are really there and chat could probably come up with more ideas for you. So it's really a crazy world where ideas are free and plentiful and novel mm -hmm. uh, because of chat. And it's it's really a, a renaissance in learning. How would you teach a kid? It's not like, hey, miss, I'll have a calculator when I'm older. It's like I not only have the sum of human knowledge at my fingertips, but I have artificial intelligence there to organize it um, without any delay or procrastination. So yeah. it's really a glorious time for anyone who's uh, ready to focus on chat and realize what it is and how to harness the power. Those people will really uh, be able to take things to, to the next level like it's mm -hmm. 1994 internet. Mm -hmm you're going to be able to do things really quickly that have never been done before. So for sure, super exciting time. Chat GPT, how can I advance my data science career? And then it can give you ideas and then you can provide more context like, hey, your idea one is perfect, but actually I have more years of experience than that or I have this particular specialization. Um, and you can do that for anything. It's not like just data science careers. It's like, hey, Chat GPT, how can I increase revenue in my business? How can I make my business profitable? Um, and you can have a conversation about it. And there's also these things about, I found, I saw a really funny tweet that somebody was like, um, you know, men won't go to therapy, <laughs> but yeah. they will have conversations with chat GPT about their feelings. And, there was um, a guy who made a program, uh, uh, to analyze his journal and give him feedback and things like that. <laughs> and so, a female tweeted the next day, men will literally create a whole program. <laughs> what a therapy. Absolutely yeah, incredible yeah. and true. Yeah, but pitch decks, business plans, brewing business plans, anything you want. And because it's chat, you can say, elaborate on this 
marketing part or you know what is a novel way to approach this or write this in the style of peter Thiel or something like that right and you have it all it, it really gets you a minus work really really close which um it's a glorious time to be an entrepreneur or an e-commerce homebrew shop owner or programmer um there's never you know you know you don't have to google how do i do this and find a blog on how to write this script it just does it for you I mean, it gets you super close. So it's it's a glorious time to be in both of our fields and excited to see what happens next. Yeah, maybe in any field. This calls for a Bud Light. <laughs> Zach, it's been fun having you on the show today, talking about immediate commercial value that anyone can derive from AI today, specifically from ChatGPT. Thanks so much for being on the show and having a laugh with us. Is there any way that people should like follow you or uh, get in touch with you after the episode of Fake Questions? Yeah. You can follow me at Toronto Brewing. Let me know if you have any questions or want to brew your own beer. Um, John, I'm truly grateful and humbled to be on this podcast. Thank you so much for having me and um, have a great weekend. My pleasure, man. It's been great. Uh, Yeah. And that's, you know, that's great. This is a five minute Friday episode. I've never thought to wish people a great weekend at the end of it. Have a great weekend. Do you ask ChatGPT about that? (laughs) All right. All right. Cheers, John. All right. Hope you enjoyed this special Friday guest episode with Zach Weinberg on extracting commercial value from ChatGPT today, regardless of your level of technical data science expertise. Until next time, keep on rocking it out there, folks. And I'm looking forward to enjoying another round of the Super Data Science Podcast with you very soon.